This is a Federal News Network podcast. It was already difficult being the child of an active duty military member. Long periods of separation, frequent moves, the danger a parent could be injured or worse. The pandemic has magnified these issues. As we hear from the Senior Director of Strategic Operations at the Military Service Organization Semper Fi and America's Fund, Greg Fry. Greg, good to have you on. Hey, thanks, Tom. And what have you seen in terms of the effects on families that we know already were extant from being military families and children, but magnified by the pandemic? Tom, thanks for asking. That's a great question. So again, as you mentioned, you know, there are already challenges for these military families and these military children with moves, deployments, transition, and COVID has really exacerbated those challenges, you know, really with the quarantine and the social isolation, we've really had to work hard to provide other means to connect with these children and have them connect with each other and have them connect with communities. And the other issue I imagine is the children being home because they can't go to school still, I guess, in most places. And so you have the spouse who may be working because out of necessity for many members, the spouse has to work because of military pay levels. And so now that must be tough to have the kids at home and trying to keep that income coming in. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Tom. So there's a a couple facets to that for where we can step in. One is financial assistance. So again, we provide needs-based, tailored financial assistance. And again, with COVID-19 and impact on spouse employment, um, other demands on the household, increased financial stressors, we will step in alongside these families and we will provide tailored financial assistance, medical costs, rents, mortgage, schooling expenses. We'll step in and assist with that from a financial perspective. But equally importantly, we'll step in from an emotional perspective, from a connection perspective, and we'll put on virtual events. We'll have events geared specifically toward these kiddos. Part of it's getting them up and moving. So we'll do Zoom yoga. We'll work on sort of hobbies and passions in their life, whether it be gardening, cooking. We'll host back-to-school events, and we'll also provide school supplies. And where do your sources come from to help support the organization in the first place? Yeah, a great question, Tom. So absolutely, our work would not be possible without our generous supporters, from the individuals to corporate sponsors to foundations. We're incredibly grateful for these financial resources. And we're proud of the fact that we are an A-plus rated charity, um, one of only two military charities with that rating. And we work very hard to keep down our overhead. So, you know, since inception, since 2004, we've typically run at about 7% overhead for fundraising admin costs. That means about 93% of the funding is going to go to programs and services to these men and women and their families. And give us some of the statistics here. How many children might be potentially affected by issues that go to military children? And what are some of the other family concerns based on surveys that you've done? Yeah, absolutely. So generally speaking right now, there's about 1.2 million military children of active duty service members worldwide. And then if you consider guard and reservists, then that's going to really get at about 2 million dependent children. So that's a lot of kiddos who are facing challenges that we mentioned. And in terms of children who have experienced post 9-11 deployments, there's about 2 million kiddos whose parent has deployed combat post 9-11. So that's a pretty staggering number of children across the country. 
We are speaking with Greg Fry, Senior Director for Strategic Partnerships for the Semper Fi in America's Fund. Describe the phenomenon of secondary PTSD. Apparently, this is something that children get and that maybe we're not all that aware of. No, that's right, Tom. So again, children in the household with service members um, with physical, mental, or emotional injuries, that's a different dynamic in the house, right? So the children are in the house with a parent who has changed physically, who's changed emotionally, who's moving along in their journey. And that's going to have an impact on the kids. That's going to add to their stressors. And oftentimes what we're seeing is, you know, children can be the caregivers for the service member or veterans. So they're taking on responsibilities far beyond their years. So again, that's going to have an impact on them, you know, physically and emotionally and absent some tailored programs, some connections, really those kids are not going to be able to thrive, you know, live the fullest life they can succeed in school and really continue on their journey. So again, it is a challenge, but it is absolutely possible. And what we're doing is providing tailored programs and services to meet these kiddos where they are. And in every military child, every veteran, every service member is going to be on their own journey. And so we're able to tailor our support, you know, per individual and really walk alongside that man or woman, family member or child. And when it comes to deployment, I guess the model most people instinctively have in their mind is the father going away for deployment and the mom home alone. But in the modern military, it could be the wife who is deployed with dad home with the kids. Does that present special challenges? Yeah, so Tom, we are seeing the impact of it's not just dad deploying, it is mom deploying, and that's a different dynamic. And so really, we can step in and still support that family. You know, we are proud of the women in the military and their service and their deployment, but recognizing that adds a little bit of a different dynamic in the house. And the other thing to mention is sometimes both parents are in the military. And so we have to contend with that as a society as well. But I imagine the military has policies that mitigate against both parents deploying at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Again, there are policies in place and there are you know, policies and procedures to mitigate you know, against that situation. But again, even absent deployments, you know, when mom and dad are both wearing the uniform, um, still those are you know, added dynamics in the house. And we talked about PTSD in the case of children. Apparently, there's evidence that even suicide comes to mind to children of military families. Pretty horrible thing to contemplate. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. We are seeing, you know, suicide rates in military children. It is a tragic side effect of our military. And again, you know, what these military children are seeing and experiencing in the household. And again, that's why we believe these connections, you know, with us, with each other, with communities, and really getting upstream of these stressors for the military children and the military families. So that's why we really believe in our model which is really bedside to transition back to communities, to really providing programs and services that allow these families, service members and children to thrive. Greg Fry is Senior Director of Strategic Partnerships for the Semper Fi in America's Fund. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. And really, just it's an honor to represent Semper Fi in America's Fund. And more importantly, it's an honor to be on the call with you to represent the men and women families, caregivers, and military children that we serve. They are, they are the true heroes in this story, and we're also incredibly grateful for our supporters. 
We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. We now bring you a special presentation from our friends at WEPA. Shane, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us about WEPA and your new podcast? Mike, great to see you again. The podcast series, Lessons in Leadership, what we're trying to do is, is take a deeper dive, a different angle into the conversation around leadership with great leaders at all levels of government. Uh, since the 1900s, leadership has been studied in a serious and academic way. Uh, great man theory, the leader-follower theory, the inspirational leader, transformational leader, all of these are backward-looking um, development of styles, looking at an individual, figuring out how they did leadership, and then translating it into a form that we can use today to learn, to perhaps emulate, copy. But great leaders, they have more than one style. I think, I truly think that a great leader can adapt and transform into the role that's needed at that time. So what we're trying to do is, is talk to great leaders and go a level deeper. Tell us about your, a story in your past. Tell us an inspiration that really affected your ability to lead others. And this certainly applies in the uh, federal space. The federal government, it's over 2 million employees. Great leaders are throughout the federal government, both at the top and the middle ranks. And what we want to do is ask them to pull inside their memory, pull inside their personal history, find those moments in time when they were changed, they were inspired, they learned something about leadership from another person, perhaps it was uh, from themselves, and they brought that to the workplace, and they inspired others and became great leaders. So that's what we're trying to do with the podcast. Okay, so I, I get that you wanted to start with leadership, but what makes leadership such an important topic right now for federal workers? Great question. Leadership today is tested like never before. Um, today's, if I had to put a leadership style, if I had to put names to it, we hear about um, empathetic, we hear transparent, we hear uh, inspirational. So today we have COVID, we have a down economy, we have people, we have social uh, injustice that we're dealing with. There are many new factors. And it's drawing like never before on a leader's ability to pull from within themselves and adapt to the current change. So leadership today is almost brand new again. We're taking all kinds of different styles, attributes, learnings that leaders have. They're looking at the current situation that we're in and understanding how do I move groups of people? How do I move my employees? How do I inspire? How do I get them to the next best place? So I think leadership today, this conversation uh, is extremely relevant, perhaps more relevant than it's been in several decades. You know, we talk about an employee's personal route to growth, but what role does the management side have in this? I think in the federal government, it's, it's a little bit different than it is in the private sector. Uh, my father was a civilian federal employee 
he joined the federal government in the 1960s. Uh, John Kennedy, he was inspired by ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. He had opportunities to go in the private sector. That notion of service inspired him. It inspired an entire generation. I would like to think that call to service, which is unique in, in the federal space, in the government space, still exists today. Well, that about says it all, but it's... Anything else you'd want the audience to know about you personally or WEPA as an organization? Uh, I have been uh, around the group affinity insurance world for um, three decades. I've led this is my second uh, major organization that I've led. And I will tell you that we impart this feeling. Uh, you mentioned it, Mike, about service, this notion. We serve those who serve. And uh, I will tell you that it's refreshing. It's a blessing to be there. And I have so much respect for civilian federal employees at every level of government. In this podcast, we're hoping to talk to leaders which are similarly inspired and can share their learnings over a lifetime. And uh, this will be useful information uh, for anybody in government service. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.